Okay, welcome everybody. I'm Robin, and this is our very first episode of Angry Lunchtime Chats with the Radical Restart <laughs> team. Uh, we're doing this on a bit of a whim um, because we were sat around the table having a cool chat at lunchtime, so we thought we might as well record it and send it out to you all. Um, I'm here with. <laughs> Bloody hell, you two are terrible at this. Okay. I'm here. I just like it because you just launched straight into like this whole. Like you went from Robin to podcast to Robin, just like <laughs> staff of the finger. Well, I was really. No, uh, <laughs> I, was I was like, why is Robin doing the intro? Oh, yeah, because Robin's good at intros, but this is maybe not. I'll over it now. Do you want to do the intro? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first um, On A Whim podcast that we're making <laughs> as our angry lunchtime chats. Um, we talk about things all the time and we were like, we would like to share them with more people if you're interested and your lunchtime to listen to our angry lunchtime chats. So it's Meg, Robin and Freya. I pointed at the wrong people, but you guys can't see that, so that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not very good at recording yet. You, you might have learned that. What did we talk about? What did we talk about? What did we talk about? Because I have to edit it. Anyway. No, you don't have to edit what, it. What did we, just no, it. I just mean to make it even, <laughs> yeah. even so people can hear it. What did we talk about at lunchtime? You like, two, well, Freya said it all last night, yes. being pissed about people going to university in the face of societal collapse. Yeah, societal collapse. Societal. Yeah. I have this image in my head at the moment that keeps coming into my head, which is of a big asteroid hanging in the sky, like really high up, but it's coming mm. really slowly. But sometimes I remember it and I see it and I'm like, fuck, there's this big asteroid. Um, and I just got really, I was thinking about that and then I got really angry because lots of my friends see the big asteroid, but then they go and run away to university and like study, but don't, don't actually do anything. Yeah. And by you mean do anything. I mean, one of the things we were talking a bit about, like, like how it links with like uh, dissociation, like a feeling yeah. like it becomes a space in which people yeah can run away from that anxiety or can run away from a like uh you know stepping into that like well if stuff's really if i believe stuff's really crap and i have these analysis of the world or whatever then let's go and do something about it yeah let's build shit you know let's build shit let's connect with community let's grow stuff and instead it feels like people are like ah panic i'm gonna go do study sociology yeah study politics yeah and then it just fits into yeah, and that, especially for those of us young people. <laughs> I mean, Frey, you went to uni and said no. Yes, I went to uni and said no. I went there and then I... Um, it, the dissonance is just very intense. And I've noticed that a lot of people, like a lot of my friends, go to uni thinking that they can keep up their activism and keep up their like non-dissonance, like their panic about the world and the feeling of the need to build things to make change to like um yeah really be present with the crises but then just go into this dissociative trance state of you know like being at cambridge and doing fucking polo or whatever it is you do in cambridge (laughs) going up to you know going far away Mm. and disconnecting and being like okay i need to protect myself and what my socialization has told me is that if i go to university at least i've got some stability i'll have a degree i won't have to think about things for quite a while 
but then the thing is it's like you are only delaying your you're only delaying your kind of reaction because you can dissociate for a while but after you get out like it's like four years and then what like what do you do when you come out of university are you going to like the crisis will still exist all of these things will still exist and you'll come out and you won't have built anything um yeah, yeah. i like that thing Freya was saying earlier about um this idea that people go into like you're in university and it's like you know oh well i'll do stuff when i'm out of university you know and it's like well like you said like they're not building anything nothing's going to be like different apart from what will be further down the road of of the fuckery and like how people are going to come out of university at the end and what are they going to do are they going to join people doing organizing like grassroots organizing um some of them say they will but then in which case why are they doing that now or are they going to go and get a job with a big ngo and sell their soul to the ngo industrial complex and (laughs) work in an office every day like you know and obviously that's a very black and white way of looking at it like there's a lot more nuance in there than that but this idea of like people going to university is just like delaying to just delaying these decisions like they're feeling the dissonance and then rather than turning it into action or change they're just going like oh fuck well that's a bit scary i'll deal with it later and you know and the stories that they're running on i guess or i would say the stories they're running on is this like still the idea that they'll be better equipped to deal with what they need to to deal with like or what we all need to deal with when they come out at the end of university especially people that are studying like yeah politics or like what's it called sustainable development and all those kind of things like these ideas that oh i'll learn the skills i need to be able to better challenge this stuff when it comes to their end but that's just like buying into a bunch of the stories around like you know intellectual understanding being the best way of you know being able to engage with the world and change stuff and you know a lot of the stuff that we talked about around schooling and education and actually like in our opinion given the bunch of the work we've done going through like higher education or the education system like in this society actually in many ways gets you further from where you need to be in being able to change stuff like your imagination is further killed you're further schooled into this like intellectual hierarchy you're more disconnected from your imagination and all of these things like more disconnected from each other and more yeah i don't know just just feels to me like a funny the idea that you go to university and you'll come out the other end of it better equipped to deal with stuff feels funny considering the analysis that a bunch of those people themselves and like the work that we've been doing have of the university system and the way it so-called educates and like the role it plays in society Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I think, and maybe we can get back to that in a minute with the, like what we actually think about universities. But this piece of like, you know, I'm whatever on the slightly older end of youth, so 27. I went to uni ages ago, finished uni in 2017. Did my did my four years, got my degree, you know, got my masters in renewable energy engineering. Which lots of people will be like, yeah, that's super useful, isn't it? Like you've done something really relevant and that kind of thing. And yeah, understanding that even then, my, like my course was super conceptual. I learned very few like basic, like actually kind of practical, tangible skills. Um, and it was all set up around concepts of like, you know, big green, like the green revolution kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at no point did we learn about, you know, in the time since, since I started doing activism and I started doing activism partly because I was like, well, the piece here that has to change is the societal piece, is the poli- political piece, it's the social piece, it's the why are we not, you know, changing? It's not the, you know, not, not the technology stuff. But then even in the technology space, like, you know, I was lucky enough to go to Chile a couple of years ago and I met people out there who were, you know, whose 
were like had had their whole communities, indigenous people had their whole communities destroyed by you know one of the world's largest, if not the largest, copper mine in the world, mm. and that copper mine's like tagline is like you know the copper to fuel the green revolution and it's just this point of like at university i got no there was that reconnection of what i was studying even though it was like climate aware and stuff into a concept of like you know capitalist extractivism into imperialism into why is it okay for us to build wind turbines here based on copper that's been extracted at you know historical kind of slave created prices in another part of the world and killed people and none of that conversation existed so it just kind of is almost you i don't know it just feels like so much of the university space is so like malaised into this idea of what does malaised mean um kind of like a sleeping i don't know i think about that but like a sleeping like illnessy kind okay. of like you're just like drifting through like it's sucked into it into this kind of idea of what we call like western extractivist mm. shittery basically all the fuckery you go keep talking about and so there's that thing of it being like, you know, I went to uni and I did it and it did it prepare me any more for the world? I don't know. I'm better at planning solar panel farms now, but <laughs> no one wants to build them anyway because the Tories have, <laughs> Tories have fucked it up. And, and so there's this thing about, you know, being four years further down the line and the fact that my mates aren't trying to go to uni anymore, but we've been organising for the last two years and your mates, you both have like four or five plus friends who were doing stuff like doing organising and who have now gone sorry you have more friends than that mate. <laughs> <laughs> who were doing shit with us and, and diving into things and have now gone off to uni yeah I don't I just sorry mm. just I guess I was kind of feeling this thing of like both on an emotional level and an intellectual level um, I just don't I can't quite grasp what this thing of like why people you know because you speak to a lot of people and they're like oh well I can't do anything or oh well you know, like, it's not going to work or, or whatever. But, like, if you hold any, like, if people hold any understanding of, like, the situation we're in, which most people do, like, you know, whatever, on different levels and stuff, but if you hold any understanding of the situation we're in, why, how is people's, like, fear of not being able to do the right thing bigger than their feeling of needing to try? And, obviously, for a bunch of people, like, I'm, I'm very privileged that I don't have, like, a hard edge of you know like my economic stability for example because of my family privilege and stuff like that I, you know I don't have to exist in in a fear about that most of the time in my life but I know a bunch of people who are in the same position as me whose fear of not being able to succeed of like being a failure of you know I guess just the, the fear of whatever the end of the world kind of vibe or the end of the world as we know it like is bigger than their like well I've got to try and I just don't I can't quite understand that both on an emotional level and an intellectual level yeah I think it really comes down to like one of the big things for me that I see in that is like stability like what we view stability as because I think a lot of the fear comes from like oh there's like this big intangible future instability that's going to happen to me mm-hmm. but right now I need some kind of stability that's not like that's kind of like not thinking about that instability but like what have i i don't know how do i explain it it's like like i mean you used to talk about the difference between like 
institutional stability and yeah. like community stability. Yeah. So there's like this lack of trust that people have or lack of awareness that like community stability could exist. Mm. Um, and that you could actually like instead of going for that bureaucratic stability of like degree you know like uh, I've got this contract that means that I'm definitely going to have this place to live for this amount of time and I'm going to learn this thing and at the end I'll have this degree and then I'll get this job and like that kind of like soulless mechanical sense of stability that you know your body's going to be alive for this amount of time uh, so long as you keep, you know, like doing the work and doing the things that the system is telling you to do and all of this stuff. Whereas there's like people who feel the fear of like the climate crisis often go straight to that stability because they're like, this is what I've been taught. This is what I know is going to protect me for this amount of time. And I can just not think about the you know social collapse that's in the future whilst I protect myself for this amount of time and then when I come out I don't know what's going to happen but I don't have to think about it whereas like if you went on the other side of like you know looking at the communities that have been built around this activism and been built around like the idea that society is going to collapse soon you know like deep adaptation stuff Mm. um like transformative justice transformative communities these things that aren't what we're taught are going to protect us but actually you know you feel it in a more embodied way that it's going to hold you in a way that isn't just on a contract because you have the money and you have the degree and you have the you know willingness to submit stuff um Mm. and do you guys bring this because one of the things we talked about earlier and why we in our angry lunchtime chats was that you both were saying you struggle this is why I said earlier that you guys have friends there right now obviously I do through the organising as well but these people you've grown up with and stuff mm. and it's like why do do you bring these conversations to them in this way or is there a struggle you know what what's the struggle there and that, so because in some part what you were saying earlier it felt like you were saying you had to you have to like sit with your anger like, in some ways you are actually quite annoyed about this this isn't just like oh, I'm a bit sad that my friends aren't, you know, diving in and stuff. This is like, there's actually some like, hey, kind of like, fuck you, like some anger in there. But it feels, you also talk about feeling unable to bring that to people. Yeah, it's just hard to like, well, I mean, on a, like, a, like, just on an interpersonal level, it's quite hard to turn around to your friends and be like, I'm really angry at you and I think your life choices are wrong like that's just quite hard to do especially in a society where we've been you know what as people like racialized as white or especially as people who are English like conflict is seen as like don't bring conflict like that will disrupt the stability like all of that stuff and you know in a patriarchal society against transformation like that whole idea of like you know you you shouldn't bring all of yourself to relationships because you know you need to hold on to the relationship at the expense of, of what's actually important a lot of the time but yeah I don't know that got a bit me- like meta but basically it's just hard to bring the stuff to your friends because you're like you know you're risking losing a part of a relationship and because people are mad defensive and because you also like there's a, have like I understand a lot of why people go to university like I understand it I just don't I just, yeah, I'm just not in the same place of feeling like that's a choice that I would want to make or that I think other people should necessarily make. Um, obviously, depending on different like different people's stories and situations, but I guess it's just like, yeah, it's also hard to just turn around and say like, 
you're wrong, I'm right, I guess. It's something that I feel because I'm not necessarily always very confident to say to people, like, listen to me, my ideas are right. Um, but I think it's just hard, like, when people often respond with so much defensiveness as well because this is such, like, we, like you know, like we said, like, this comes... People are making these choices out of massive dissonance or out of fear or out of, like, need to belong. What does it mean to be alive and growing up and the future and all that shit? Like, this is lots of big, re- you know, or family pressure or societal pressure or, like, like you know, you know, feeling the need to get a job to have a bunch of stability. Like, the reasons people make choices to go to university aren't, is, is quite deep, I guess. Yeah. And that, like, so then when you challenge people on that, they get very defensive yeah and you're asking you're asking them to risk something that they really really don't want to and do something that like is going to put them in a position of like you know instability and it's really scary and i think it's also about like you're asking them to actually like kind of face the truth of what the future is and that goes a lot more deep than just being like drop out of university it's like your future is not what you thought it was going to be um, you know this, but I'm like trying to remind you of it in your dissonance. And it's like people don't want to hear that. Yeah. And they don't want to feel that because if they have to feel that, then they know they will drop out. And there's like quite a lot of uncertainty there because I think we're just like kind of taught to trust in the systems that were designed to keep us in a kind of static place. Mm. And once you start trying to step out of that, you don't know what's ahead of you. Yeah. And you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, but well I, yeah, go on. I guess it's that thing, like for me, um, and it, whatever part of the reason we decided to record this conversation rather than <laughs> just have it amongst ourselves and then go on with our day, it was like a, wanting to push that within ourselves a little bit, like the fear of challenging people, because I don't know, this is bigger than ourselves and our own, like, you know, co- like complicated emotional relationships with our friends as well, and like a. And also that I guess what we're actually, what we believe we're actually trying to do is like, I guess we're asking people to step off a path to a place where we're all like a bunch more alive and actually doing what the world is, is needed for the world and for ourselves. But um, just that thing of like, this is bigger than like our insecurities and we need to, I don't know, this is like our generation and our future. And I don't know, people going to university here is in many ways, I believe, like especially like somebody who's going to university with a bunch of privilege who has a stability to step off that path and that, or, you know, a form of stability to step off that path, like is a betrayal of our generation in some ways. Like it's a betrayal of... You mean if you ca- if you carry on... If you carry on... Can yeah, yeah. Out when you have the ability... To step off of it. Yeah. Then that's a, like a betrayal of our generation and future generations and like people around the world that like whatever university is is fundamentally like a brutally colonial system and people around the world you know kill themselves every day in an effort to join this hierarchy of whatever educational fuckery because of the lies that have been sold around look get to here and you'll be happy come to oxford you'll be happy you'll get a good degree you'll be stable you can be the you know whatever and that just like just going into that system unquestionably to continue that conveyor belt, to continue the lie that this is what, this is the best way to grow up into the world, you know, to continue to not challenge what 
role that cog in this big machine plays you know and like Rob said like as people that are able any people that are able to step off that conveyor belt but don't to me it feels like a betrayal of our generation and of the world and all the things that are needed you know and again understanding why people do it and we all live in a level of dissonance we're all doing things every day because of whatever this isn't like a this is the one bad thing and all of that stuff but it just feels like I want to get a lot, like for me personally, I want to get a lot better at calling people out or calling people into this conversation. Yeah, because... definitely calling people into it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Most people don't have access to the kind of conversations that, you know, we've been doing this stuff yeah, full time yeah. now for a while. And exactly. You get a bit more chance to just like have these conversations and sit around and talk about and build an idea of what the education system is and you've you touched on it bits there and, and the idea of the education system is this like pillar of our society this pillar of what holds up effectively like the coloniality of the global system the idea that you know one of our friends that we organize with you know she grew up in colombia and ever she talks about ever since the age of like six or seven her her dream was to go to oxford like why is it that a young woman growing up in colombia has a dream to go to oxford university is it because we live in a, a world where Oxford is just really good at education and they chatted to people around the world and they made friends and, you know, people are just like, oh, actually, I really want to go there to study this thing. Or is it because Oxford was used for hundreds of years as a space to bring people from, you know, co colonies, from invaded territory, bring them, effectively almost like forcibly educate them in whiteness yeah. and then send them back to perpetuate that idea of empire? and thus become the greatest educational space in the world yeah. purporting to teach the gen you know teach the leaders of the next generation and so our friend in colombia is by it, you know, it's that story that's been sold to her yeah. you know now she's rejecting that and working against it in all these different pieces she still just did a masters at oxford anyway that's one other story <laughs> we won't have you so we love you <laughs> but that piece i guess of like what the education system is, is is fundamental to our entering into this conversation. So I guess I wanted to ask you both, like, what are the things that, because this isn't, like you say, it's a calling into conversation. It's mm -hmm. not like a, the black and white, like, mm -hmm. this is wrong, this is right. What we're doing in terms of, you know, working to set up, you know, for people who don't know, we're building this educational training space for youth organizers, for youth activists in Stroud. Like, we've been trying to develop campaigns against the education system doing climate organizing for the last two years, doing solidarity organizing full time. And, and you know, it's not just like, don't go to uni, do this. No. There's, you know, there's, there's nuance, there's, there's space in here, but I guess what we talked about earlier was a bit of like, if people are gonna go to university, yeah. what is it that you would want to see from them? And then also, what is it that's helped you as a couple 20 year olds decide not to go down that path and instead you know, have the belief to invest in, in stepping off it. Yeah. Well, it's about how we view our learning and how we view education, how we value it. Because like right now, the, like you said, it's the university system is grounded in colonialism. It's grounded in whiteness. And through that, it's also grounded in like this deeply extractivist view of knowledge deeply disconnected and deeply extractivist like i was saying earlier i think it's a good way of saying it it's like a knowledge safari because mm. you're not you're going and you're protected you know you're in this bubble you're in this this truck and you're driving through a piece of land that isn't yours and you're looking at these 
animals that you're not at all connected to and that you're not at all linked with and you know like, mm, this is interesting this is so interesting i'm so glad i'm going to go back and tell everyone about how interesting it was and you know i'm not connected to that land i'm not connected to that community i'm not connected to this or that and it's like this like thing of like yeah extracting information because you find it interesting and because you want to learn about it but not to any end it's just to the end of finding things interesting finding them like being able to write a really interesting complex dissertation on something without actually ever affecting change with what you've written because it's not you don't have a stake in it you're disconnected from what you're learning and it's not about like oh I have this problem and I really need to solve this problem so I'm going to go to university I'm going to work it out I'm going to bring it back to my community and we're going to solve it together it's like about like this is my personal journey of what I want to learn for myself and I'm not going to take that knowledge and do anything with it I'm just doing it because I'm interested in it and I want to take from it and it's like that's Mm. kind of what it's become and what like the kind of whole knowledge system is based on now yeah I think that's one of the key things for me about like people going to university and like what's different very one of the key differences for me between what would be going to university in an effort to disrupt all of the shitness of it or, or you know and act, you know, bring stuff back into the real world and what's going to university on like a, yeah, extractivist, like, I don't know, in, in, in like blunt terms, like self-serving, and I don't mean self-serving in like a, that's necessarily a really bad thing, but like university as it currently, in its current form is, is about the individual and is about the individual, individual's pursuit of knowledge, the individual's pursuit of career, the individual's like pursuit of status and people go into university and even if they go in with a bunch of intentions like I'm going to do this because this will make me better at learning this stuff it's like it's still very individualised and I think like Frey just touched on it and I know I've kind of yeah thought about this a bit before like this like go yeah going into university not as an like not as an individual or not solely with your own interests or your own dissonance or your own whatever it's like how do you go in how do you bring what you learn back to your community or how do you bring what you learn out into the real world or how do you call the people in your university out for the way they're showing up and how do you make it about more than just you and your own journey through life and instead make it about the world and your community and the people around you and you know the the human and more than human relationships that we need to kind of get anywhere that's not just very downhill and in a practical sense you guys have not like you're talking there about what people who, you know, are going down this route of going to university in the now, in, you know, knowing what time it is. You know, so what does that look like on a practical level? That looks like them doing a lot of organizing, I guess, mm-hmm. in university spaces. A lot of, you know, because lots of people, this thing about like going there as part of a community, lots of people, especially young people race size as white, don't have that community, you know. Mm-hmm. We're not coming from a, you know, we don't have a town hall, we don't have a, you know, we don't have a street that get together. We don't have neighborhood organizations that we're taking into that space and that we're there almost, you know, linked to and sharing stuff. So a lot of that is then about like community crafting, I feel, at universities and regaining that idea of what learning communities are, what student communities are, how your community of students sits within the wider view of your university, mm-hmm. sits within the national view, sits within the international view of what 
hierarchy and power dynamics play within universities. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of that to do, but we also hold this phrase sometimes of like, I guess, one of the things I was bringing is like, for me, if I was to go to university in the now compared to when I went, you know, eight years ago, I would need to hold this view of if I'm not ready to get kicked out to do what I believe is necessary to change this space and impact the world. Yeah, like as soon then, as you then why am I then why am I going? Because the yeah. forces working to co-opt me in that space That's are so too true. powerful. Mm. Yeah, and as soon as you're yeah, like you said, like you remaining in university or getting a mark on your dissertation becomes more important than yeah, like the organizing or what you're standing up for, actually what is right and what needs to change and building something and creating something. Then yeah, that's for me when exactly like Brock just said, like you're being co-opted and you're complicit, I guess, is like maybe a word I'd use in the like continuation of that of all of it rather than standing against it. And yeah. Yeah. Cause university is like one of the only places where young people really are able to gather anymore because we're so told that we have to go so there's just like that's one of the only places where there's just like loads of post-school young people all together and that makes it a really important space for organizing because it's a really important platform and really important place to like connect and be able to build strength but like ultimately it's about taking power away from university as an institution and putting that power into the students so that they can choose whether or not they want to be defined by this you know by this system by university by cambridge by oxford whatever like they need to be able to take that power away and also take like i think there's a thing about like taking that like center of knowledge away because right now the control over what's knowledge and what isn't is really held by university and that's why like people gather around it to learn but like moving that into the people into the young people is like a really important step i think to taking that power away and we were talking about that a lot yesterday um because we've been doing these learning circles around like what education means and we were talking about um the idea of kind of learning through experience and what is a teacher and why do we have teachers that are so de like detached from their knowledge and have so much power over their students um and it's because like young people aren't taught that knowledge is kind of within themselves rather than just like within an institution so that power is always being held within that institution because that's where the learning is that's where the knowledge is you kind of go there to receive rather than to discover mm -hmm. um yeah mm. yeah it, it's you know we talk a lot about some of our inspirations I mean we have them on the wall behind us we've got Paolo Freire over there we've got Bell Hooks people who are foundational in our understandings of what education could be how mm. education could be challenged and that idea of the big shift between banking methods you know the, a university is there so a student can go and have knowledge deposited in the student and thus the student is then valuable that's the banking method instead of the idea that the human the student is inherently valuable and is full brimming with experience curiosity imagination from the world and thus needs to enter into spaces that invite that out of them that invite that vulnerability invite that curiosity invite that you know that questioning self that can take on challenges and from my experience at university university is obviously the first model <laughs> And that's the point of universities in our current world because they hold this prestige they hold this 
you need to get to university because without us you won't succeed yeah and that's you know that's us living in a society where we talk about this a lot with the schooling system but university system is just like the upper level of this like living in a society which fundamentally is telling you that if your brain doesn't work in these ways these specific intellectual ways in fact these specific intellectual disembodied ableist like whatever ways then you're less valuable to society and obviously there's bunch of nuance in that conversation now and people do talk about this and whatever but still on a very practical level if you go to university you'll be able to get a higher paying better job society is telling you you're more valuable you're you know whatever you don't deserve to live on the street like somebody that failed their a levels and it's like it's going to university and being like oh when i come out of university like i'll be able to better do what i'm trying to do without challenging that fundamental idea that you come out of university and you're a more valuable human being because your brain works in these specific ways it just it's just quite fucked up i think it's just not challenging that's very and I'm, this is not not on individual people but just thinking about that as a systemic as a systemic situation that we find ourselves in that there's this like extremely violent path of like hierarchy and selection um, not to mention all of the barriers of like how our society set up to stop certain people getting there anyway it's just like I don't know that feels like a p- another part of the conversation that people who get to university often forget to have because they're they they forget that because they're the people that get there and I just think that's also a p- an important piece to, to, to remind everyone of definitely As, I, it made me think a little bit about you were saying earlier about like self-serving mm. and we were listening to one of Bell Hooks um you know, one of the chapters in her Teaching to Transgress book yesterday when we were doing our, to do our learning circle. And she talks there a lot about like the spiritual aspect of education. Um, and this idea that education, you know, Freire talks about as well, education is a route to freedom, is a route to liberation, it is a, a part of our spiritual searching towards who we are and how can we fully manifest ourselves? How can we fully be in the world? Obviously that's not how education is talked about in our, mm. in our world. But this piece of that, for me at least, education should be self-serving. It should be serving one in the pursuit of fully being self. And yet to be on that journey, you have to detach your idea of self from what the from uh, what we are given, which is the idea that our concept of self can only exist within these institutional frames, yeah. within this frame of what the world has done. So like, I can this idea that we have, or we are forced to have, that self exists on this path, the path, you know, the conveyor belt of school to uni, to graduate, to beyond within that capitalist system. And so there's something here about that when your self, your idea of self exists on that path, when that's who you think you are, then you're going to uni not in a self-serving way, a true, you know, true, on the yeah. journey for freedom and liberation and selfhood, you're going to university having given up your idea of selfhood to the powers that organize that path so you're not self-serving really you're serving the systems of power that Mm. use university to hold our world effectively on a route to extinction Mm. and that that is a piece where people you know how much this question i guess and this is one of the things i hear when you guys talk about this this question over and over again is just like how much have you really thought about going to university? How much have you really felt about it? How much do you understand about the decision that you're making? Or is this the decision that you were prepared to be made to make 
by a system that you talk about not even believing in. Yeah. And if you haven't done that work, you know, to really analyze that decision, then is it, you know, that thing of is it being made for you? And, and that that almost, it feels like some of the anger is in there. Mm. The anger in this, like, do you guys even believe in what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you talk about that dissociation. Are like you it's just, not even for... Are you just stepping out? It doesn't even feel like it's for you. Yeah, yeah, because people go to university and it doesn't necessarily make them happy and it doesn't make them more alive and it doesn't get them closer to feeling like there's meaning in their lives. It gets them further away from a bunch of those places most of the time, even though they say they're going for those reasons. And I guess, I, yeah, I really agree with what you just said around, like, it's not actually self-serving because connection to, like, ourselves and what it truly means to be alive and a person who's in love with the world is so far from the stories we're told about how how you're supposed to live in this society yeah definitely but it does feel safe but it feels safe in ways that aren't even real Mm. Mm. that we're like taught are real but aren't real because you're taught you're going to be okay but in reality like there's this deadline and the deadline is coming and going to university and getting a job or going to university and doing this masters or whatever is not going to give it's not going to stop that it's not going to save you from that mm. it's only going to make it worse um mm. yeah and that that you know like we talk about you know and we're obviously referring to young people here but obviously like we know like young people across the world are, are living that right now and have been for yeah. a long time and um and what those decisions mean and this piece of this understanding that as young that all of this you know these stories here these stories that we have that we're not analysing I think this is a bit where I get angry I guess and you know it's not angry necessarily at the people themselves it's angry at the people who've you know it's angry at parents it's angry at systems it's angry at teachers it's angry it's angry in the space that it means that those young people you know my friends our peers here haven't been given the opportunity to see that their ability to follow this path, their ability to dissociate and decide to go to university instead of standing up and stepping into that path of selfhood that we talk about is based on the destruction of young people's lives across the world. Mm. Yeah. Like if you're not, this whole thing, you know, this phrase I like to say, if, like if you're not growing your own food, you better make sure you're accountable to the people who are. Yeah. If you're able to go off and study funded by a government that's almost all of its money is based on colonial plunder yeah. go and study at these institutions that so many of them were founded with the money from that and do that you know as a bit of a piss up and you know I'm, this was me eight years ago you know <laughs> I went in and that kind of thing but no one gave me the chance to see that situation mm-hmm. and so I was committed to this path that wasn't my own and I was committed and in, and in that process I spent four years perpetuating the violence that that system exhibits on my siblings across the world on young people whose bodies are broken you know those young people mining in Chile yeah their bodies are literally broken to provide the copper at prices it should never be provided at for the wind turbines that I would practice making in my lab desk in university and that, that that's just such a dissociative space when you really enter that conversation about it and for me that you know that's the that's the violence that's the piece that makes me angry mm. and it's you know and it's the 
are people, I don't know, you know, cool people are not being brave, but are we ready to step into those conversations? Yeah, because it's already not a neutral decision to go to university. Yeah, like your little husband. Yeah. yeah. Never has been. Yeah. And it's I guess it, I guess I was just hearing what you're saying, like it's almost like not not angry at people, angry for people. Mm-hmm. You know? And obviously whatever there is a level of we all have personal responsibility and you know, we were born into positions we didn't choose, but we have responsibility to know what to do with that right now. And you can't say to anybody, oh, well, they didn't know, like, this shit, so it's not their fault. But it's also, like, yeah, that thing of, like, angry for people for the fact they've never, haven't been, had a chance to see this stuff or angry that, like, for people that they're actually slowly destroying their own mental health in the pursuit of something they've told that's good for them. Or angry for people that, like, they're being sold a lie that they'll come out the other end of this better able to change the world <coughs> and instead just be more indoctrinated into it so yeah yeah I think that's where a lot of my anger comes from yeah I have I think I have some personal anger as well mm-hmm. um because I and I don't feel like I feel like I protect my friends who go to university from that anger but I just like we as a group and our friends and our community of people who are working like mad hard on this stuff um, are just like not enough. There isn't enough of us to be doing this and like there needs to be more. And like, yes, we will be building things and we're trying and we're doing this, you know, we're doing this project where we're trying to create this training center for youth activists and it's really exciting and it it's happening and it's happening but it's happening slowly and it could be happening faster and there's so much other stuff that needs to get done and so many people who are burnt out and it's like I I, and some people are just sat there being like well how do you know what you're going to do is going to work yeah and it's like man like please just like (laughs) (laughs) actually stop trying to protect yourself because ultimately like you're not protected anyway like you're actually just not protected anyway you're or going you're to... protected at the expense of other people yeah yeah you're gonna come out of university and either way the deadline's gonna be mm. closer and either you've studied for four years about fucking anthropology or something or like engineering and all that knowledge that you've gathered already exists anyway you come out at the other end and you've got new ideas but things haven't been built because you've been spending all of this time doing loads and loads of studying on a bed of suffering and it's like yeah we need this to happen now not we can't wait for everyone to finish their degrees for this to happen um so there is that panic there but there's also lots of understanding that there's like so much fear and instability and the world isn't designed for young people to be able to step into their power so that stepping into that power has to be risky and it has to be full of fear and not everyone can do it and like yeah but it needs to happen soon and more people can do it than they think um definitely stepping into that power and i guess well let's let's end here because we're almost at 45 minutes (laughs) that was quick um like we said at the beginning, this well, both me and Meg intro it at the beginning, but this was our first on a whim angry lunchtime talks. Um, and I guess we talked about it there, and this isn't an opportunity to call people out. This isn't an opportunity for us to sit down and be like, 
bash, 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 bash. What we're trying to do here yeah. and what we're trying to do in all of our work as, as Red Barista or Star or as The Rise is create moments where we're challenging this path, create mm-hmm. moments where we're inviting people to sink into the feeling around these objects, these kind of situations, around these conversations. And then like we say, like really open yourself to the com- to the ability to make a decision from that space. Mm. Welcome the fear, welcome the hurt, welcome what's, you know, being there and then say, okay, how do I step forward? You know, as me, as someone looking for self, how do I step forward? And that for us is obviously the difference between calling out and calling in. Mm. Yeah. So we love all our friends, you know, we love all these young people who are going, you know, who are taking this decision or this lack of decision at the moment to go to university. Mm. But we're going to put this out into the world because we believe that these conversations have to happen. We believe in the potential that those young people hold to step into radical action, to step into change. And I guess like Freya, you were saying at the end there, like we we want you with us. Like we yeah. want people to come and join us because like... I don't know. You're all way cooler than you think you are. And it can be really joyful and full of community and, yeah. Yeah. This is where the real, not right here, obviously, but in spaces (laughs) across the world and across the country and whatever, this is where the real life is actually happening. Hmm. I've learned an infinite amount more about myself, about how I want to live in the world, about the work that I feel like I need to do the communities I want to build since leaving university than I ever did at university. Yeah. Yes, I could have taken it on more by brand campaigns at uni, all these kind of things. And and so it's that piece of, you know, what do people really want? And if you want community and to fight loneliness and to be with people in struggle and to connect and cry with each other and, you know, work to build a better world, then yeah, is university the, the place to be? That's like the fundamental question that we're asking here. And saying that it's okay to be angry about it because, you know, anger's kind of cool. Yay. Woo. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> um, see you maybe next time. We might never do this again. Tomorrow. We all, we all have ADHD, so <laughs> yeah. you might get five of these in five days and then none ever again, or we don't know. Yeah. But I've been Robin. I've been Are Freya. You, I'm still Meg. <laughs> You're still Meg. You haven't been Meg. <laughs> and um, we'll yeah buzz us any questions and shit there was a lot yeah. in there so. if anything struck anything with you and it made you angry back at us then come and come and shout out and we can talk about it yeah come and stay maybe you'll drop out of university hint hint you, want, you guys want to ask anyone just before we leave that's no, okay no it's okay, okay. cool <laughs> bye